Welcome back to the Ice Bass Sports Podcast. I'm Griff. And I'm Matt. And we've got, well, it is Monday. Um, we've got two Monday night games coming up. But we had, uh, we had a solid week of football, some interesting games, some, I guess you could call them upsets. Um, let's start it off with the first upset, we, the Patriots. Thursday night, yeah. Patriots showed up against the Steelers. They did, they did. Um, I, I was very surprised at the outcome of that game. Uh, I mean, Mitch Trubisky, I, I didn't think he'd, I thought he'd look bad. Not that yeah, bad. Yeah, he was, he was bad. He was it was a rough game to watch. Um, yeah. I mean, Patriots ran the score up pretty early. Uh, Zeke carried the ball 22 times for 68 yards and added seven catches for 72 yards and a touchdown uh, and a 21-18 win over the Steelers in Week 14. I mean, Zeke had a monster day. Yeah, he did. Which, did uh, did we have him on the waiver wire watch last week? I think I we think did. I think we did because Ramondre's hurt and it's a multi-week injury and Zeke was on the waiver wire watch rostered in 46% of uh sleeper leagues going into the week. So, if you listen to our advice, you're welcome. Yeah, you um, put up like 30 points in PPR leagues. Solid. Yeah, no, I mean that that's a great day. You can't ask for much better than that, yeah. especially for somebody who picked off waivers. Um and for those of you that didn't take our advice, well, um you probably lost your your league this week. Um, yeah, I uh, I accidentally started Ramondre. Did you really? And I won. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> and I needed to win to get in. Wow. Yeah, no. Um. Yeah, we, we didn't really talk about that. Week 14 had a lot of playoff implications, I'm sure, for um, most of you because it, it was the last week of yeah. most fantasy football regular seasons. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully you made your playoffs and uh, are looking pretty or, you know, hopefully – it come came down to Monday night and yielded good results for you. Yeah. But going back to Patriots game, uh, Zappy looked pretty pretty solid. Yeah. What's happening over there? Uh, he had uh, nineteen. He was nineteen of twenty eight, two forty three touchdowns and an interception. All three touchdowns came in the first half. Yep. Two to Hunter Henry, one to Zeke. Um, Zappy looked pretty good. He did. Um, is he the future for New England? <laughs> the, I don't know. Honestly, probably. Well, I mean, Mac Jones probably isn't your guy. No, I, I just you, he needs to change scenery. As a Jet Texans fan, um, I really, really hope that the Patriots win a couple more games and just kind of shoot themselves in the foot and get a worse <laughs> pick, and they're stuck with like a, a mid quarterback again. Well, even if they go out and they they get a quarterback in the draft, it's not a quarterback friendly situation that they're going to be putting them in. No, it, that is true. You don't really have the best weapons the offensive line i mean great in the run game but their pass pro is weak um i, I mean overall like i i, I think you got to almost trade back go for a weapon and and add some some talent to this offense uh, and and put it around zappy you know maybe get some draft capital maybe maybe you can still salvage a third for mac jones did you see uh, pat mcafee called bill belichick the greatest gm of all time really yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, greatest coach probably GM. I'm not, I'm not sure about <laughs> that one. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the three touchdown game should solidify Zappy's status as the team starter heading into Week 15 matchup against the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, like I said, I think Mac Jones is good as gone. Yeah, I agree. Um, but more yeah, upsets. Yeah, moving on to more upsets. Uh, I mean, one that really, really surprised me was uh, Chicago. Yeah, they they crushed Detroit. Yeah, they look good. Um, I mean, Goff has been a turnover machine as of late. Uh, I I did, forgot to look up how many turnovers he's had in the last like four games, but all I know is it, it's been a lot. Like, and and they've had some pretty bad losses. I mean, now to Chicago and before to Green Bay on Thanksgiving. Um, 
you know, they're definitely a beatable team. He's got five picks in the last four games. Which is not ideal, and he has a lot of... And three fumbles lost. Wow, so he, what's that, eight turnovers? He's averaging yeah. two turnovers a game? Yeah. That, that's, that's not good. Yeah. Um, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to figure that out, but uh, Gibbs had a, a solid day. I mean, one of the few bright spots for Detroit. He had 11 carries, 66 yards. He's averaging six yards a carry in that game. Yeah. A rushing touchdown. He added three catches for 16 yards. thought they probably should have used him a little more in the passing game, but what are you going to do? I mean... Uh, I don't know. I mean, Gibbs is a playmaker. We, we've we've seen this week in, week out. When you put the ball in his hands, he's making plays. He had, he ripped off a huge run in yep. the start of the game. Um, but, I mean, over only 11 carries, only three catches. Like, you need to get him more involved in that offense. Yeah. Justin Fields. Yeah, you, you played pretty hot. 19 of 33, 223 and a touchdown. Added 58 yards on 12 carries with another touchdown on the ground. Um, solid. The, Solid game. The thing with Fields, though, is, I mean, it's this consistent hot and cold play yeah. where, you know, one week you, you get 120 passing yards and no touchdowns, and the next week, you know, he's going off and beating Detroit. Yeah. Um, it's it's so up and down, and for what, what's this, his third season now in the league? Yeah, yes. Uh, yes. For, for, for your third season now in the league, like, this is when you should start seeing more consistency in your play and we haven't seen that with Fields. Yeah, he's an athlete. Yeah, he he is a great dual threat quarterback. Um, but we we need to see an improvement in the passing game, um, to you know for for to be convinced that he's the franchise. Yeah, another big day from uh, DJ Moore though. Six catches, sixty eight yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, he's been he's been having a great season. And he uh, had three carries, twenty yards, and another touchdown on the ground. Um, right now he sits at wide receiver seven in PPR leagues. Yeah, I mean, and he was going like, you know, rounds five or six yeah, in a very, lot of leagues. Very quiet, quiet year out of him, but or quiet good year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's been sneaky good. Sneaky good. Yeah. Well, I I know in one of my leagues I I have the Fields more stack, and um, I mean you know when Fields is on, that's it, it, paying dividends, but. Like yeah, I said, it's the hot and cold. You don't know what you got week to week, right? Um, and I just I do want to shout out the Chicago defense because uh, they've taken a huge step forward ever since acquiring Montez Sweat. Now they're actually generating a pass rush. You have yeah. him and Ngakwe. Um, they haven't just been a good defense. They've been a top five defense in the last four weeks. Yeah. Um, they're they're number five in the, again in the last four weeks, but. Uh, you know, it just goes to show how important the the pass rusher position, you know, edge rusher position is uh, to a defense. Um, when you can generate a pass rush, uh, the rest of your defense is going to play better. No, I agree. Um, moving on, we have a Bengals-Colts game. Bengals dominated the Colts. Uh, I mean, Mixon looked good. Uh, he's He's been talking about another guy that's having a, a sneaky good year. Yeah, Joe Mixon is having a very sneaky good year. Um their other running back, Chase Brown, eight carries, 25 yards. Okay. Three catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. Well, a lot of those yards came on that one big uh, yep. receiving touchdown. 54-yarder. But, but, you know. He was just activated off IR either last week or the week before. Yeah, last week he was. Um, But, I mean, his his shout-out, Sidney Brown, his brother, safety for the Eagles. Um, That's his brother? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, a couple uh, Canadian bros from oh. up north. Uh, Interesting. But, yeah, no, I mean – the. Chase Brown what was he a fifth round pick or something like like he he was a uh, pretty slept on and 
he was a playmaker in college, and yeah. it looks to, see, to, to be that he's a playmaker in the NFL as well. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about Jake Browning later. We're not skipping over him. Yeah, um, and then how about uh, you know Griff's Jets beat Griff's Texans? Yeah, my Jets beat my Texans. Um, did not <laughs> see that one coming. Zach Wilson looked really good. Yeah. 27 of 36, 301 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Garrett Wilson caught nine of his 14 targets for 108 yards. Brees Hall, 10 carries, 40 yards. Got to get the ground game going a little more. I don't think he really wants Zach Wilson throwing the ball 36 times a game, but he also caught eight of his nine targets for 86 yards and a touchdown through the air. I mean, Um, eight catches for a running back is just crazy. Crazy numbers, and I mean... Listen, if Zach Wilson could do those sort of things, um, he's got he's got a bright bright future. Well, we, probably I'm, not with the Jets. Eh, we'll see. We'll see. I don't. We, know. We've we talked about this for you know ever since the beginning of this year. Zach Wilson is the problem for the Jets. Nope. Zach Wilson actually has looked pretty solid when he's come in to play. And everybody that I told that Zach Wilson's not the problem, and that they tried to fight me on that. Um, yeah, you could shut up. Now. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, Zach Will, yeah, obviously he, he's still a little bit raw, but he, he was raw coming into the, the league. Everybody knew that. And another guy, this is his third season. You know, he's improved every year he's been in the league. The problem is, like, the Jets didn't do enough to help him develop as a passer. No. And coming, like you said, coming into the league, he was a very raw passer. Um, and you knew that. You, you had a big arm. You can't really teach that. Check, mm. check that off. I think his decision making was the biggest thing, and he's he's looked improved this year with his decision making. Um, but I think a lot of it still comes down to offensive line play. I mean, we've got guys rotating in and out. Yeah. We've had I think twelve or thirteen different offensive linemen play this year. You're not going to establish continuity with that. So, I mean, Zach Wilson, he's not the problem. He made some really nice plays. His touchdown to Randall Cobb, uh, no look sidearm the other way. Yeah, beautiful play. Um, that's enough, Zach Wilson. Talk. Well, but that, that's the kind of plays he was making in college. No, one hundred percent. And to see that now starting to finally translate into the NFL, I know you said enough talking about Zach Wilson, <laughs> but uh, I, I do want to you know give credit where credit's due. He has developed. I, I think a large part of it. I think Aaron Rodgers behind the scenes has been helping him. Uh, so even if Aaron Rodgers, we said this at the beginning of the year, even if Rodgers doesn't play another snap for the Jets, him him being there in his locker room presence, period, has is, is been worth the money. And the I, trade, I completely agree, and I, I do want to give a shout-out to uh, Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, I've trashed on him all year, rightfully so, but he <laughs> it, was, it was a solid game out of the offense. Um, yeah. And you you got you to gotta build on that moving forward. we got a really tough matchup against the Dolphins. Um, but, yeah, I mean, big win. Also doesn't help that uh, – for the Texans that Nico Collins left with a yeah. calf injury very early in the game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but your defense just l- absolutely locked up Stroud. Um, Stroud they lo- lock up every quarterback they play. It's, yeah. yeah. I don't think a quarterback has thrown for over 200 yet. Or maybe there's been one. Uh, I think it might have been one. Yeah. Like beginning of the year. But yeah, no, I mean, uh, you guys are in an interesting scenario because as, you know, your, your record doesn't really reflect – the, your, your your team's position like going yeah. into next year you're you're going to be back up to being a, a playoff contender maybe even a super bowl contender um 
you know, because you're going to get healthy on that offensive line. Yep. You're going to get Aaron Rodgers back. You're probably going to add some, some... Add some weapons. Yeah, and, add some weapons. Yep. And, the and defense that defense... Just, yeah, the defense is top in the league. Yeah. Um, But yeah, enough, enough about the Jets. Uh, yeah. I just... I think they're in a lot better position than a lot of people think. Yeah, I know. And I, I do think that's just a big win against a, a really good team. Yes, for sure. Um, And uh, how about the game of the year? <laughs> uh, the Vikings... Uh, Vegas. Yeah, really good game. Yeah, uh, ended in <laughs> uh, three nothing Vikings. Yeah. Uh, so. Lowest scoring NFL game since two thousand and seven. Wow. Um, Josh Dobbs was ten of twenty three for sixty three yards, um, five carries for twenty one yards, and he was benched for Nick Mullins in the fourth quarter. Um, Mullins led Minnesota to their only scoring drive, uh, fifty six yards. And their only trip to the red zone set up a 36-yard Greg Joseph game-winning field goal. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that game was rough to watch. With Dobbs' poor numbers in the last two weeks, uh, Mullins is probably going to get the start against the Bengals in Week 15. Yep. Um, I I don't think you could go back to Dobbs after that. Mm, no. I mean, it's tough because this is following Dobbs' four-interception performance. Yeah. I mean, I think the shine's finally worn off with him. I agree. Uh, the pastor not uh, needs to. We need to retire that name because yeah. he, he's no longer the pastor not. But uh, it's also worth noting that Justin Jefferson went down very early in the game with a chest injury. Um, yeah, this is right after fantasy managers just got him back uh, after you know the ha- whole hamstring issue. All you can do is laugh, not because of an injury, obviously, but just the fact that I mean, this is two years in a row. The I, I think majority consensus number one overall fantasy pick. Yeah. Um, it's just absolutely nothing. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, Jonathan I just, Taylor last year. You got Justin Jefferson this year. Well, McCaffrey three years ago. Yeah, McCaffrey three years ago. But I mean, McCaffrey now is God oh, yeah. himself. But, but McCaffrey three years ago it was out the season with injury. Yep. So I mean, it, it just goes to show that that number one pick isn't so glorious. No. You know, I mean, it's it's almost cursed. It's almost like the Madden curse. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Justin Jefferson, before he had the hamstring injury, was playing great. And yep. now, I mean, he, he can't stay healthy. They said he avoided serious injury with the chest injury. We'll see if he plays next week. Um, but a lot of you, if you, you know, ended up making the playoffs and you have Justin Jefferson, uh, you're probably hoping he does play or hoping that they're at least, um, you know, clear and, and uh, you know, uh, obvious about, his status because you don't want to be left, you know, with that questionable tag all week. And it, it come down to, you know, do I play an injured Justin Jefferson or do I, you know, play uh, a backup? Rice. Yeah. A backup <laughs> receiver like Rasheed Rice. Well, if you have Rasheed Rice, you probably uh, should be playing him every week at this yeah. point. But yeah. um, speaking of Rasheed Rice, yeah. let's jump over that, the Bills Chiefs game. Yeah. Patrick Mac Jones is very uh, unhappy. <laughs> um Bills uh, serves Chiefs in L, if you have not seen already. Uh, Mahomes, very upset with the outcome. Shout out Kadarius Tony. Yeah, man. How do you line up offsides as a receiver? Uh, well, and and Mahomes' whole argument, too, was that the, the officials are supposed to let the receiver know if they're offsides, um, to which the officiating, the NFL officiating crew responded with, that is only if the receiver looks in their direction. Yeah. So the, if the receiver... They're like, not going to go out of their way and be like, yo, you're off right, sides. Right, but it, 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 all Kadarius Tony had to do was turn his head. Yeah. 
and this whole problem could have been fixed. The this epic play could have won the Chiefs the game, but no. Um, yeah, the official called that offsides and, and negated what would have been a amazing play from Kelsey. Oh my god! Uh, but when I, when I saw Kelsey go to throw the ball, he threw a tight spiral. It was yep. a perfect throw, dotted him up. Canary's Tony caught the ball. Well, you know, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey would win his entire life for that moment. He's winning his entire life for that moment, but when he looked over and saw it was uh, Kadarius Tony, I bet he had to like cringe a little bit. Yeah. Didn't know if he's going to catch the ball. Right, right. But um, I mean, the way Mahomes has kind of handled the entire situation since uh, it happened, like he, you know, he he did con- he didn't congratulate Josh Allen. He went to go over like he was about to congratulate, and he just complained. Yeah, that, like for like. 15 straight seconds, like, that was a horrible call, this and that. Um, Which, like, I get it, but at the same time, like, we talked about it earlier this year, how many games have the Chiefs been handed? The, yeah, they, they've been bailed out the by the officiating. The Jets. Yeah, they've been bailed out se- countless times um, with with similar calls. And, uh, I don't know, I mean, even Mahomes, like, you're supposed to be a leader. You're one of the highest played highest paid players in the NFL and you go out and you're still complaining about the officiating in your press conference after the game. Uh, Andy Reid too. I mean, you know, you can't be that good of a team, especially Andy Reid. You know, you're a veteran in this league. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the call or not. I mean, I know I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I've complained about the officiating just as much as the next guy, but these you're guys are get- not an NFL player. Yeah. These guys are getting paid millions of dollars to do this. Um, you know, win or lose, like you got to be a professional about it. Yeah, you, you need to you need to handle it a lot differently than how they handle it. But um, the Bills, I mean, they did some good things. James Cook, Cooks, ten carries, fifty eight yards rushing. He also added five catches, eighty three yards, and a touchdown receiving. Um, this is something we haven't talked about yet, but he's broken out since Joe Brady took over play calling in Buffalo. Yeah, um, I believe he's gone. Over a hundred scrimmage yards in the last what three games, four games, um, yeah. He uh, James Cook has been cooking. He looks like a workhorse back. Yeah, no, he does. Hundred um, percent. And and he's he can do it all. I mean, he's solid in pass pro. He you know can catch the ball as we saw five catches, eight three yards, and a touchdown. Um, and he's also not a you know a bad running back. Six a carry. Yeah. So I mean, he's he's having a nice little year. He's starting to put himself together and. Um, yeah, I, I they, all it took was Joe Brady to take over the play calling. Yep. Um, and I, I think that goes for all of the Buffalo offense. But uh, and despite the loss, Rasheed Rice, like we said, had another big day. Uh, some catches, seventy-two yards, and a touchdown. Um, he's somebody that you got to start getting in your lineups every week. Yep. Um, I mean, the the one league I do have Rasheed Rice in though, I have Justin Jefferson, Amonor St. Brown, Mike Evans, and Cortland Sutton. So it's hard it's hard to get him in in that lineup, but um, you know, if you're a weaker receiver, Rasheed Rice has probably been a saving grace for you. Yep. And then your Eagles continue losing skid. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I expect that if you listen to the pod last week, you know, I picked against them. Uh, not cause I wanted the loss. Um, I just, I generally thought we were going to lose and we did. Uh, they lost the second straight game. So they fell to Dallas 33, 13. Uh, I mean, it's tough, man. You you've had this gauntlet of a schedule. We've talked about it for the last several weeks, and you know you're you're starting to feel the effects of it. Um, I mean, Dallas is a really good team. Uh, uh, 
Dolphins continue to struggle. I mean, Philly went in this game. Uh, they ended this game without an offensive touchdown. That was the first time since the 2019 wildcard game. Really? Yep. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the, the fact that you have one of the quote-unquote best offensive lines in the league, you have one of the best receiving duos in the league, you just got Dallas Goddard back, um, and, and Jalen Hurts is supposedly an MVP candidate, and you can't even put an offensive touchdown on the board. Uh, that is a big problem. I don't know whether that you know f- the blame falls on our coaching, on Hurts, on just the entire offense in general. Um, I personally think it's a coaching issue, but something's got to give soon. Yeah. Uh, you know the playoffs are coming. Uh, I mean, you're ten and three now. You're tied with Dallas and the San Francisco 49ers. That first round buying the playoffs is huge, um, it, and also a home field advantage. Uh, so you, you got to fix this quick. Um, Jalen Carter did make a solid play. Uh, he had the fumble recovery for a touchdown, the only touchdown the Eagles had all game. Uh, moving on to the Cowboys side of things, Dak had a solid game as well. He was 24-39, uh, 271 yards and two touchdowns passing. Lamb, another efficient day, six catches, 71 yards and touchdown. Uh, Strap Gilmore was also all over the field making plays on defense. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm not as upset about losing to Dallas as I was the 49ers. Um, I'd rather be 1-1 one and one against them going into the playoffs rather than 2-0 and oh, just because it, it is near impossible to beat a team three times yeah. in, the, in the same year. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think this these two teams will meet again in the playoffs, uh, probably the conference championship. Uh, well, that or the wild card or not the wild card the divisional who knows um but hopefully it's a different outcome that time that that's that wraps that's it, it up yeah <laughs> uh time to move on to our week 15 picks yeah week 14 results i went six and seven uh uh you went seven and six yeah, i am now 129 and 76 on the year you're 117 and 74 on the year uh we still have the two Monday night games to play because we're recording this on Monday. This goes out on Tuesday, so you'll know before we do um, the results of these games. Still got Tennessee at Miami and Green Bay at the Giants left to play. Yeah, and I believe we both picked Miami and uh, Green Bay, correct? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, pretty. It'd be pretty crazy to pick the other way, so. But uh, with our track record of Monday night picks, <laughs> um, yeah. Giants, big win, and, uh, and Tennessee, Tennessee upset. And upset, yeah. Uh, Kicking us off on Thursday night, you have the Chargers at Vegas. Justin Herbert, uh, I believe it was just announced that he's probably not likely to play with such a short turnaround. Yeah, it's on his right hand now. Uh, the original injury was on his left, correct? This is a separate finger? I'm, I'm not sure. I think he had a finger injury on the left hand, and now he's got the fractured finger on the right. I'm, I'm pretty just sure unlucky. that's what it is. Just, yeah, very unlucky. Um, um, not good. Chargers are gonna stink. Yeah, I mean, well, they they, they were, already do stink. They already stunk, you know, with Herbert. Now without him, you know, the best player on your team, argue, well, second best. Uh, Cleo Mack's been playing out of his mind. Keenan Allen too. Keenan Allen's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, like Vegas at home. Yeah, Vegas at home for me too. Even though they just put up a goose egg against Minnesota, yeah, Easton Stick is not coming out. And no, in this game, I don't think. Uh, I. Do not believe so. Uh, and then we have a couple, a few Saturday games. Yeah, three uh, Saturday games. Actually, some good ones, too. Yeah, speaking of Minnesota, we have Minnesota at Cincinnati. Yeah, I think this is another win for Cincy. I do, too. I mean, if, if Jake Browning can come back and play, which he came back in that same game, so he should be fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he, he looked really good. Um, 
I don't know if it's just like the system of that offense, but yeah, he's he's no Joe Burrow. Don't get me wrong, but no, but he's, they, he's they've been doing good enough, and yep. that that run game has really come alive. Yep. Uh, in Minnesota, I mean, you can only put up three against Vegas. They have a huge hole at the quarterback position. Yeah, they do. Uh, I mean, Nick Mullins rolling out there. That Cincy D isn't really that bad. Uh, I got to go Cincy. Yep, me too. Pitt at Indy. Um, I'm going to go. This is tough. Indy got smoked. Pitt just lost to New England. Yeah, sorry. Not um, very good. No, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning Indianapolis at home. Me too. Um. I mean, Pitt, Pitt, well... Is Jonathan Taylor going to be playing? T.J. Watson concussion protocol. Mm. So, without Watt, that defense, that, that's a huge hit to that defense. Um, I think that Michael pittman Gardner Minshew connection has been on fire this year. Uh, yeah, it looks like Taylor's still going to be out. Yeah, well, and Zach Moss has been very on, un- you inefficient. You with your hands. Yeah. <laughs> don't get me started. Um, yeah, I mean, Pitt has... They, they've struggled on offense. Uh, Indy hasn't. So, yeah, I'm gonna I I'm go gonna Indy. go Indy. I think it'll be a close game. Uh, probably low scoring game. I'm gonna go Indy though. Yeah, and then the third uh, Saturday game is Denver at Detroit. This should be a great game. Yeah, this is Detroit coming off a huge loss. Denver coming off a win against Vegas. Um, I'm gonna go Detroit at home though. Yeah, I like Detroit to bounce back in this one. Um, I mean. He, <laughs> Well, classic Detroit, right? You know, you go, you, you lose a game to divisional rival. That's what last place in the division, yep. the Bears, and now you come out against a red hot Denver team, and you're gonna go, you know, blow to blow with them. And I, th- I think they win. Yeah, I agree. Um, although Denver has been, like I said, they've been playing hot. Uh, I could see this game going either way, but I, I don't know. I, I, golf needs to get it together. No, hundred percent. And and some of the play calling too. I mean, Dan Campbell. Uh, you know, what used to be, you know, ballsy and, you know, very questionable play calling, but like, you know, was, was going in Detroit's favor. Everybody was praising Campbell for, but now I think we got to start having the conversation of he's still, uh, having this questionable play calling, but they're not going their way, but but it's not going their way. I think we need to start having that conversation of, you know, Dan Campbell might not be as great of a coach as, People are saying he, he's taking a lot of risks. Yeah, no. the point I'm trying to get at, and um, you know, I mean, as a as a as a team, you can't really take that many risks because you're just going to lose you games. Yeah, Chicago, Cleveland. I'm going Cleveland at home here. That defense is just really good. Yeah, no, I I gotta go Cleveland too. I mean, if Chicago comes out and plays like they did against Detroit. I, I could see this being an upset. I agree, but like we we talked about, you don't know what you got out of just, get out of Justin Fields week to week. Right, he's so hot and cold. Um, and that Cleveland defense is really really good. Yeah, they they make quarterbacks look bad. So they, yeah, I, I'm leading Cleveland as well. Yep. Tampa at Green Bay. This should be a good game. Tampa, the Saints, and the Falcons are now all tied at six and seven and first in that division. That's crazy in the NFC South. That's crazy. Um, I mean. Uh, and then there's Green Bay looking to try to get in the playoffs. I, we don't know what the result of tonight's game is going to be. Um, yeah, let's not jinx them. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to jinx them. But, uh, I mean, the way Green Bay has been playing, all things point towards them beating Tampa. I agree. Uh, yeah, so i got to go Green I'm Bay. taking Green Bay, especially at Lambeau. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it, it is in Green Bay, which is big. Um, 
I mean, that Tampa running game hasn't been that bad, though. No. But if Green Bay can get Aaron Jones back for this game, yep. Because I I know he's out for today for Monday. Um, you know that that should be a huge difference factor for Green Bay as well. Houston at Tennessee. My Texans bounce back. Now is Nico Collins playing? I have no idea. That's going to be a, a a big difference maker for me in this game. Um, I mean, because Tennessee, it's a divisional game. I mean, you never know what you're going to get. It's usually closer than you can anticipate. Uh when it comes to, like, divisional games in general. But uh, C.J. Stroud without Nico Collins, I think, can struggle or will struggle. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you can sit me here and tell me that Nico Collins is playing, I'm taking Houston. Yep. Um, I think I'm still taking Houston without Nico Collins, but uh, I think it's a lot closer of a game. No, I agree. I think Houston wins this one regardless, though. Uh, my Jets at Miami. Miami. Um, this is going to be tough. Yeah, uh, man, Miami. Miami's a really good team. They they are, and that's that's the problem. I mean, any other team, I think the Jets have a chance here, coming off a big win. Mm-hmm. I I don't think it, it's just so hard to cover Tyreek and Waddle. Um, and I, no matter who you got, we got two really good corners out there, and it's still going to be tough. We're going to be able to slow down the run game, um, but I, I still think they beat us through the air. I don't know. You don't know what you're going to get out of Zach Wilson either. Right. Um, if he goes out and plays like he did against Houston, we got a shot. But, I mean, he's got to play nearly perfect to beat Miami, I think. So I'm going to go Miami. Yeah, I mean, Miami's got to be the clear favorite here. I'm, I'm also going Miami for the record. Um, but, I mean, that, that Jets defense, as long as you guys can contain Tyreek Hill, because you can't stop Tyreek Hill. No. You can only contain him. Um, that's the key to beating Miami. I mean, make, make Tua beat you in other ways than just dumping it off to Tyreek. Um, but I, I think your defense is going to keep you in every game you play. Yeah. And now that you have Zach Wilson back, um, you know, Zach, Zach Wilson kind of provided the little bit of a spark that was needed for your offense. Yep. Um, you know, I don't think you guys go on like a little run or anything, but you know, these guys are still playing for their jobs. Yep. Um, there's still the integrity of the game. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. And these are games that you could use to build upon for next season. Right. 100%. Um, and uh, this game also just means more to Miami than it does the Jets. Yeah. So I, I got to go Miami. Yep. Casey at New England. Um, don't think this one will be close, but you never know. Any given Sunday. Right. I'm going Chiefs, though. Yeah. I mean, Kansas City, we, we talked about it earlier. Uh, you have Patrick Mahomes, who's very angry, very upset about the, how that Buffalo game ended. Uh I think he comes in and tears New England apart, um, you know, and takes his frustrations out on the field. Um, I think Kelsey goes for two touchdowns. Uh, I think Rasheed Rice goes for over 100 yards receiving. Um, yeah, I, th- I think Casey wins in a blowout. I think Patrick Mahomes has a massive day. I would love to see it. Um, Giants, Giants at, at New Saints. Orleans, yeah. I think the Saints get a win here. Uh, this will be a pretty good game, I think. Um have you seen that uh, Tyra Taylor? I believe they opened his practice window. Really, his thirty day practice or yeah, was 21 it twenty one day? Twenty one day. day practice window. Um, but they also said that they are still rocking with Tommy Cutlets, Tommy DeVito as their quarterback, even with Taylor back and Tyra Taylor's PO'd. Is he? Yeah, he's he's not happy. He's uh, very upset that even though he's coming back, that uh, UDFA uh, is starting over him. Mm, well, but. I mean, I don't, I don't think they really want to win. 
Well, I, I, I don't. That's see, I don't know if it's because you know they they want to tank or if they just really like what they see in Tommy DeVito. I guess. And like they they want to continue to to roll with Tommy Cutlets. I mean, you, you have the the entire state of New York, you know, not entire state, but most of the state rallying behind Tommy DeVito right now. Yeah. Everybody loves this kid. You know, he's a UDFA. He still lives with, lives with his mom. Local boy. Local boy. Um, you know, ha- has this whole thing with with the chicken cutlets going on. Uh I mean, it's it's a great story. And I, th- I think it's going to sell more tickets than throwing a 34-year-old Tyrod Taylor in there. I, that's a valid point. That uh, is a valid point. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I can see why you, you'd want to stick with DeVito. Um, you know, the Giants, again, they're another team that you don't know what, what you're going to get with them. Yeah. Uh, same with New Orleans, though. New Orleans has been playing very up and down. Uh, I think New Orleans slightly edges this out for me. Man, Derek Carr's bad. Yeah, but I, I think the Giants make this a close game. They should just go to Jameis. Yeah, man. Do you see the clip of Jameis Winston at the basketball game? He was no. at an NBA game, and uh, it was a Pelicans game, I believe. And he was going through high fiving every single like fan that was like saying hi to him and stuff. Yeah, he had like course side seats. He's like really. He's out in the stands, like high fiving people, and like you know, big smile on his face. Like, man, he. Well, it also helps that he knows he's not the reason New Orleans is struggling <laughs> that right is now. True. So <laughs> he's probably happy about that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, he's been with that organization now for what three, four years, if not longer, right? Yeah, I mean four, at least four, I think. Yeah, because he was he was backing up Drew Brees. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think when they went out and got their car, it was a it was a big slap in the face to, to JMO because, yeah, I mean Winston, yeah, you know, this took is that, fourth year with them. Yeah, he he took that backup role with, with them, you know, with the intention that he was going to be the starter one day, and then the, you know, they've kind of you know, uh, teased him ever since he tore the ACL. Yeah. And he was off to a hot start. Yeah, he was. Um, I, I, I think James Winston would be great. I, I really think they should turn back to, to James Winston. I completely agree. Um, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully you get a, a Geno Smith situation where, you know, after being benched for so long, he comes out, surprises everybody and looks like a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Um, but that, I mean, that's enough about new Orleans. I've new Orleans taking it at home. Yeah, me too. Atlanta at Carolina. This got to be a game that Atlanta wins. Atlanta needs this win. They do. Um, and I think they get this win. I'm picking Atlanta. I think we get a big game out of Drake London. Yeah, well, he had a big game this past week. He had yeah. 10 catches for like 170 yards or something, right? Um, I know he had a pretty big pretty big day. Yeah, 10 for 172. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's massive. Yep. Um, and, I mean, they needed it. Uh, well, I think Kyle Pitts had a decent day, too. He had a touchdown, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Desmond Ritter looks slightly better. I'm still not convinced that... Hey, Kyle Pitts, second touchdown of the year. I'm still not Ties con- his career high. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still not convinced Ritter's the guy there. No. Um, but I think he's good enough to, you know, potentially win, win that division. division. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I got to go Atlanta. Carolina's really bad. Yeah, they are. Washington at the Rams. Big Rams win here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Rams, they, they went in... They and gave they, they, they gave uh, the Ravens some fits, and not yeah. many teams have done that. They definitely gave the Ravens a run for their money. They went toe to toe with them on offense, and I mean they they should have won that game, in my opinion. No, I agree. But then he, here going into this week, at the end of the day, Washington's not a good team. No, they're not. And, and we saw what Miami did to them. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I think I think the Rams come out and they, they uh, big Kyron Williams day. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. 
uh, and and Rams at home, especially. Yeah, I mean Washington having to travel uh, West Coast. Yeah, this I don't think this is necessarily close. Yeah, San, San Fran, Fran and Arizona. Yeah, San Fran Arizona. Um, I don't think this one's close. I don't know. I mean, on paper it shouldn't be, but again, it's one of these divisional games, and you never know with the divisional games. Yeah, that's true. I think San Fran wins big. I think it's another big game from Debo. Yeah, I mean, Debo's been been hot lately. Uh, Get the ball in his hands. He makes plays. Yeah, I, I mean, Kyler Murray hasn't really been spectacular since he returned. Yeah. Um, Arizona's just bad. They are, especially on defense. Yeah, I mean, San Fran, like I said, on paper they should blow him out. I, I'm going San Fran. Um, but you never know. Any given yeah. Sunday. Yep. Dallas at Buffalo. Dallas at Buffalo. I, I keep going back and forth on this game. Yeah, me too. I mean... Both teams coming off really big wins. Yep. Dallas crushing Philly. Buffalo with the, the close win over KC. Um, I mean, th- this is an important game for both teams. Because Buffalo is still fighting for a playoff spot. Dallas wants that number one seed. Um, I mean, th- uh, you can almost say that this game means more to Dallas than it does Buffalo. I'd say so. Um, just because, you know, of where Dallas sits. If Dallas loses this game... You know they, they they might might as well say sayonara to their chances at the number one seed yeah. in the NFC. Um, I got I got to go Dallas. I'm going Dallas as well. Um, but again, I I could see Buffalo coming out and um, you know, uh, giving a, giving Dallas a good game. I mean, Josh Allen has been playing a lot better recently. I mean, he hasn't been great, but uh, I mean, Josh Allen versus Dak Prescott should be a really good game. Yeah, no, it definitely should be. And Sunday Night Football, we have Baltimore at Jacksonville. Man, I hope Jacksonville plays better than they did this this week. Yeah, I mean, you've got a banged-up T-Law, clearly not healthy. Right. It's, it's going to be tough. I think Baltimore wins this one pretty easily. Really? I um, do. It, yeah, no, I, I mean, I have I've Baltimore as my pick here. Uh, but T-Law with a, a whole week to get healthy, get healthier, I should say. Um, I mean... No Christian Kirk definitely hurts though. Yeah, I, I think we saw that. But we had a it was a huge Evan Ingram day. We we didn't talk about that. Um, Evan Ingram had a huge week. Uh, what do you have? Two touchdowns. Yeah, he had eleven for ninety five and two. That, yeah, that's that's massive. I mean, I, I'm a big Evan Ingram fan ever since he got to his last two weeks. He's got twenty catches, uh, almost almost one hundred eighty yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, he, he talk about a beneficiary to the Christian Kirk injury. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, that'll be a good matchup because it'll be Ingram versus Roquan. Roquan. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, I think, had a, got got hurt last week. So that that's a huge hit to that Baltimore defense. I still I still want to take uh, – well, I still am taking Baltimore, but I do think Jacksonville makes it a tough game. Yeah, I'm taking Baltimore. Um, and then Monday Night Football, we got your Eagles at the Seahawks. Going to Seattle, tough place to play. I'm picking Philly though. Yeah, my 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 brain, like my my bias, is saying Philly, but my gut's saying Seattle. Uh, Philly has looked really bad the last two games. This should be a bounce back game, but Philly, uh, Seattle owns Philly, especially in Seattle. I don't. I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Jason Kelsey in the Jason Kelsey era, the Eagles have never beaten Seattle. Wow. Um, I mean that that's something you got to look up on Stat Muse or something. But yeah, no, I, I know 
or, or we have like one win against them or something. But uh, it's hard. It's tough to play in Seattle. Uh, I just think this Philly team's too good to lose three in a row. They, they should be. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. This is a big game for for both teams. Uh, but again, coming down to the Dallas Buffalo game, same thing. I think this game means more to Philly than it does Seattle. I agree. I think Seattle. Um, I think Philly wins. Um, but I think Seattle makes it really close. I think this is decided by you know three or less points. Yeah. Moving on, we got our waiver wire watch. Uh, it's it's slim, slim pickings out there. Yeah, um, I mean, well, your most of your your leagues are probably in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, for this week, we got three guys. Yeah, Isaiah Likely. Um, fantasy managers have been waiting for him to step up yep. in the absence of Mark Andrews. He finally did. Five for 83 and a touchdown in a shootout game against the Rams. His seven targets are very encouraging for his future outlook. Um, and he's a high-risk, high-reward option in fantasy now um, for the rest of the season. He's rostered in 58% of sleeper leagues. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised he's still out there. I know a couple of people that went and picked him up, uh, especially with the Taysom Hill injury. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, paid dividends. So, likely definitely a nice pickup. And, you know... Very likely that likely is available. Yeah. Uh, Joshua Palmer is the next guy. Um, the Chargers still have a little under three weeks to activate Palmer. Um, you know, he, he's still on IR, but he will look to be activated for week 15. Uh, in an offense that's struggling, Palmer can definitely be a guy that, you know, comes in, provide another weapon for Easton Stick or whoever, you know, is, you know, at quarterback uh, for the Chargers going forward. Uh, he is only rostered in 36% of sleeper leagues and uh, on the season has 23 catches, 37, 70 yards, and a touchdown uh, while missing the last six games. So uh, this is definitely a, a little bit of a, a, a stash, you know, throw him on your bench, yeah. um, you know, see what he does when he comes back, but uh, he's immediately in the number two option in that offense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Johnston can't catch a cold. I mean, right. That's really... And Jalen Guyton is a wide receiver five. Yeah. Like, um, so, and and Palmer, we've seen flashes over the last couple of years with him. He's never really, you know, fulfilled much more into that receiver two role. But, uh, you know, he, he can be serviceable. So I, I'd say he's worth picking up. And then the last guy, um, obviously we mentioned the Herbert injury, the benching of Dobbs. If you need a quarterback, there's a guy that's probably out there by the name of Jake Browning. Yeah, um, Washington legend. It's hard to not talk about him now. There's been, uh, like I said, with the benching of Dobbs, the injury to Herbert, if you need a quarterback going into the playoffs, Jake Browning, he threw for 275, two touchdowns. He was uh, 18 of 24. Um, He did throw an interception, but he made up for it by finding the end zone on one of his three carries. And then he he appears to have the the Bengals offense clicking. So he deserves some consideration against the the Vikings in Week 15. He's only rostered in 27% of sleeper leagues. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely a guy that, you know, if, if you're in a pinch at the quarterback position, which if you're in the playoffs, I mean, probably aren't, but, you know, it never hurts. You, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's a nice insurance policy. Yep. But that's going to wrap us up. Yeah, make sure to check us out on social media. We're at Ice Bath Sports on Instagram and TikTok, Ice Pod on X, and you can check out the video version of this episode on the Ice Bath Sports Podcast YouTube page. We'll see you guys next week. Enjoy Monday Night Football. Um, You've already enjoyed it, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed. And as always, stay stay cool. cool.